course of discussing movies, the host will spoil plots. You've been warned. Listen to their screams. Ghouls and Creeps, and welcome to Listen to Their Screams, a horror podcast that feels like you're chatting with friends. I am one of your friends, Dave, and we're joined as always by our other friend, Ike. Ike, how are you? Well, well, Dave, I'm, I, you know, I'm, I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. I'm a little, I'm a little sleepy though. Um, little, Me too. little sleepy. This is pretty odd because typically we're, we we record in the evenings. Yes. And, and and this is this is early. We're we're in the early morning. That's why my 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 voice sounds a little different. I think because literally this is the first spoken words of my day right here so <laughs> this is a this is weird you're, you're getting you might get another side of us this yeah. is a an interesting uh, uh social experiment here our dyke or i can dyke are i can dave are they different characters in the morning are we are do we have different sides of our person we could maybe we have multiple personalities maybe there's a morning dave and an evening dave that's could right be. Well, I was gonna say we're, I'm drinking coffee instead of like a beer or something, so it it is a different, it is very different. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm usually I've usually had some scotch. And I'm like, ooh, I, I, you know, 8 a.m. is a little early for scotch. But really, the only thing that stopped me is you know I have to go somewhere after, so I have to drive. If I didn't have to go somewhere, there's a good chance that my morning breakfast would have been would have been scotch. But uh, that's okay. Scotch, scotch and eggs. <laughs> <laughs> nah, just scotch, no eggs. <laughs> Oh Lord! And I can tell you, if I do have if I do have multiple personalities and different sides of it, they're all probably assholes. So it's all the same in the end. That's right. Uh, so uh, so anyway, this this morning asshole Dave still wants to say thank you to Monica and Kayla for all their support and all they do, uh, even though right now Monica is still sleeping and I'm very envious of her. Uh, that's okay. Uh, but uh, thank you to them and thank you as as we just came out of our uh, our Halloween holiday special. So special thanks to them for putting that together. That was a, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, you know, the, the, the trivia was, was a blast. I, I like that we had a varying degree of, of hard and, and easy so that, it, you know, it, it was challenging on some and we learned some things, but yet there was some where we didn't feel like complete morons and idiots. True. And of course it was, it was very, very fun because <laughs> I won. So, you know, <laughs> I'm going to take what I can get because I don't get many of those. So, uh, but it was a good time and hopefully we're just a few days out, but hopefully everybody had a good Halloween and did some fun things. Uh, but remember what we say, Spooktober is a year-round event. So just because technically Halloween's over, yeah, the spooky fun goes on and on and on, and horror movies are always there. And all that means is we're, we're you know, hey, we got a we got a Thanksgiving horror movie coming up this year, and there's a there's a shit ton of good Christmas horror movies out there. So you know, oh, yeah. uh, the the horror fun seasonally continues on, and uh, we, and we got a good one today because today we're reviewing. Uh, Five Nights at Freddy's, which is out there theatrically, as well as streaming on Peacock. So uh, you can, you know, pick your pleasure or do both, like I did. I think he went to the theater and saw it, and I think believe he saw it streaming as well. <laughs> I sure did. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so do both. Uh, remember, support these things theatrically if you can. Uh, but if you can't, it, it is it it is out there on Peacock for you to watch. Uh, Ike, I don't I don't really have anything else besides this that I watched. Um. Like I said, we just did the Halloween special and then, then an episode you know, a little before that, but I, I've been busy and did some traveling or whatever else. So I really don't have anything else that I've watched uh, to talk about. How about you? Yeah, not not a whole lot. Um, like you said, I, I'm, I'm actually getting ready to travel, so I've been busy getting ready. And then, of course, um, you know, just everything else that, you know, life throws at you. 
Um, I will say, really, the only thing I watch was Creep Show. I always try and watch it once a year. So mm, yeah, 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 that's it. <laughs> Creep yeah, Show. I, yeah. I mean, I've got some things that I've rewatched, but nothing, you know, nothing. Right, that, you know, groundbreaking or new. new. <laughs> the typical, the typical things, but you know, like with Halloween that I, that I, you know, rewatch, you know, the, the Great Pumpkin stuff and some of the animated stuff I watch and then just, it's just typical stuff that lots of people watch. So nothing, nothing groundbreaking to really have a discussion on. Yep. I agree. But, uh, <laughs> you know, and if, if people are into that kind of, you know, if they, if they enjoy Halloween, you know, specials, themed, you know, TV shows, or whatever, hopefully people will go back in the archives and check out our Halloween special from last year where we, we counted down our favorites. Of Halloween specials and, and there's lots of them out there to watch, you know, whatever TV yeah. show you watch, you know, especially from the eighties and, you know, nineties, you know, they typically had holiday episodes. So I will say I had a lot of fun doing that last year. I think that could be something yeah. we do again sometime because yeah, I was looking yeah, yeah. it up, but there's so many Halloween specials. So many. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah. I think, you know, re- revisit it, you know, we, like, hey, who knows next year? Well, maybe we'll come on. Maybe we'll do some Halloween specials a little shorter. And then, and do the trivia. We can, we can add a lot of stuff to it and do different oh, yeah. things. And maybe we can get the wives on to, uh, to throw in some of their favorite Halloween specials, uh, episodes because I'm sure they would have a unique perspective that on some shows that, you know, we wouldn't well, even think of. They so, 100% would. I can already, I could already see some that uh-huh, Caleb would give you. Uh-huh. So. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, yeah, but yeah, you, you threw plenty of SpongeBob out there last year. So I, I know, I know she's a SpongeBob fan. So. But I, I, I know Monica would bring some unique stuff to the table. I mean, definitely. So I, I think we get a lot more Disney Channel out of Kayla, like That's So Raven mm-hmm. and Hannah Montana. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I believe, what, what is the one Halloween? She's a fan of Halloween Town or whatever. Those, yeah, I don't know those are really TV or really TV specials. But anyway, uh, I digress. Uh, <laughs> but before we get to some, you know, we have a few news and, and anniversaries and stuff. But before we get to that, let's jump in and do. We'll do, probably do a quick one here. We're not going to dive probably into this too much, but. Let's dive into our weekly segment, Horror Hot Take. And this week, we're going to do a Horror Hot Take. And I know we did one not too long ago, and, and there's some other things that we should really be doing. But, like we said, given our travel and our yeah. our things or whatever else, this is this is the easiest one to, basically, to to, to pull back the case. This is the one that takes the least, the least prep. So yeah. that's that's basically what happened here. So. We'll get to the others. We'll get there. We'll get there. We're, we're not going to do trivia. You just got a bunch of trivia, but uh, we're going to throw it over to Ike to uh, to pull out a horror hot take. And uh, what do you got for us this episode, Ike? Yep, absolutely. And this one is truly an easy one to talk about. Um, and it definitely kind of goes with what we uh, basically are talking about this week with Five Nights at Freddy's. Um, so obviously, the cinema world has a long-standing, um, I guess, battle with video game adaptations. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, it, it is what it is. I think a lot of the video game ad- adaptations, and this is this very well may be the hot take here. Honestly, 99% of the video game a- adaptations, they get a bad rap and it is 100% the fault of the, uh, basically the hardcore video game fans, because a lot of the times when you see these video game adaptations, um, video game adaptations, especially in the case of like Five Nights at Freddy's or any of the other, you know, video games, because there are some other horror video games such as Resident Evil that has gotten a similar treatment. Um, a lot of the times the hardcore video game fans, um, basically they, they cannot accept uh, a different take on basically what they love. And rather than enjoying it for what it is, a lot of the time they'll just shit on it. Um, and I'm not sure, Dave, if you've seen this at all, but IGN gave Five Nights at Freddy's a pretty scathing review. Now, I'm going to give a small spoiler. 
I 100% do not agree with IGN or any negative review of this movie. Um, but it, it, it just, it bewilders me because I, I have a, it's such a hard, hard take for video game fans to like really shit on adaptations. And even if the adaptation isn't 100% true to the source material, uh, a lot of people seem to forget that it doesn't have to be. Um, they, they can take some creative liberties. And I feel like that's like the biggest issue that I see with people, um, especially with this movie, but with all video game adaptations, like the Super Mario movie. So many people are shitting on that movie. And I actually recently rewatched it, which kind of sparked this idea because I was like, well, this was a good movie. FNAF was, you know, I'll save my official review for later, but FNAF was a movie. Um, and I'm just like, why are people shitting on these movies? Why can't people just enjoy things? And, uh, yeah, I truly believe that the hardcore video game fans just, they cannot handle a, an adaptation. And so a lot of times they want a very direct, you know, line by line, uh, remake of a video game. Uh, but what they don't understand is that sometimes that's just simply not possible. You, you simply cannot do that with most video games. Um, but pe- I, I feel like they don't understand that. They don't understand the, the process of production. They don't understand script writing. They don't understand any of that. So rather than just enjoying the product, they shit on it. So that might be my hot, hot take that. Why can we not just fucking enjoy these movies? Because the more you shit on it and the more you bitch about it, the less they're going to make. <laughs> Yeah, and, I mean, that applies to lots. I mean, that happens with a lot. But yeah, I think you're. I'm not. I'm not plugged into the video game community enough, and, and familiar with a lot of these games enough to know the right. differences. But but you do see that a lot because there's things like uh, like when you take you know an adaptation of a book or a story or even a reboot or remaking of an old another movie, right? People yeah. don't they don't immediately jump. To, to to crapping on it, a lot of times you'll get the uh, you'll get positive reviews where they'll say, oh, that was a that was a fresh adaptation. That was a fresh yeah. or a unique telling of it or a unique take or a, 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 a different perspective or whatever. And um, and you're right. It seems like a lot of these movies, they don't they don't give it that that leeway where you can have that uh, a different take, not even necessarily a take, but just a different. I mean, because even if the basic story is there. Right. And it, and it, source wise, if it sticks, it, you know, people are, oh, that shirt was the wrong shade of blue. It should have been, <laughs> you know, it should have been a little bit dark. And it's like, okay, but, you know, they don't, they don't give it any leeway yeah. for that, that they do sometimes with other stuff. Perhaps it is a, an unfamiliarity, right? Because people can say, oh, that, that was a unique take on Frankenstein. How many of those people, truly have read Mary Shelley's Frankenstein to say that yeah. they, they know the source. So, so I guess, you know, you get that, but it is weird because it's like, I don't, I don't, I don't get that way with stuff that I'm passionate about. No, um, me neither. <laughs> it's, it's, I guess I, I even have, you know, I don't know, maybe I have a multiverse site, you know, perspective where I can say, okay, well this movie is not necessarily even directly in the whatever the book line or whatever. It's a it's a different. It's the same same story, you know, same universe or same whatever you want to call it. People, characters, story. But this is this is this other timeline, this other telling of this. This is the the movie versions of it, not the book versions or not the animated version. It's right. it's just it's a little you know it's something different, and it it all pulls from it. And um, you know, yeah, sometimes I'll watch that. I'm like, yeah, I didn't. I didn't like the way they did that as well as I did in the cartoon or, or in the book. You know, I like that, you know, that 
source better or that, you know, backstory better. And, and that's okay. But, you know, I don't have any problem. You know, and let, you know, as long as you're not making these over dramatic, let's rehaul, you know, ever, overhaul everything. Yeah. Right. But if the, if the bones are still there and what's, you know, that's who cares? Um, honestly, I, I was just going to come, I was going to compliment because honestly, you're 100% right with the book thing. I feel like a lot of times book fans will give their favorite books a lot more leeway than <clears throat> video game fans will give their favorite video games leeway in terms of adaptation. Um, like I know a lot of Harry Potter fans that prefer the books, but love the, the movies. Now, obviously Harry Potter is a whole nother issue with the, the, you know, the author being very problematic, but, um, you know, I, I you know, it's like, I, I feel like there are a lot of diehard fans, like we said that, like, for instance, in the book universe or even like cartoons adaptations, they give it a lot of leeway. They give it a lot of grace because they're like, this is my favorite thing. You know what I mean? They did really good. But like, I feel like video game fans are just so critical. And I think it's very isolated to video game fans because there's so many examples of video game adaptation movies that just simply fail because the fans refuse to to acknowledge it or whatever. But anyways, yeah. I, I thought that was a very good uh, point there. So I just wanted to pat you on the back for that one. <laughs> I appreciate it. I, it's Especially early in the morning, I need you know I need positive motivation to <laughs> to roll right. with my day. But uh, yeah, I mean yeah, yeah. But even to I don't know if you want to zoom out a little. You know, there's talk. There's so many toxic fans out there on lots of oh, things. Yeah. And um, I'm all for 100%. I'm on board with being passionate because yeah. I'm passionate. But don't don't be toxic. Don't be a gatekeeper. Yeah. Don't because here's the thing. I, I have things that I'm so passionate about, but it, it doesn't belong to me, exactly. right? I, I don't own it. I didn't create it. I don't, I, I can have what I like about it, but I have zero control or zero right to say that it should be this. I can say, I wish it was this, or I would like to see this, or I would prefer. And, and I, I get, oh, people always throw out the, well, yeah, but we're the fans. We're the, yeah, but when you're creating <laughs> something, yeah, you can't you're you know, even if you're trying to say, OK, what would the fans like? You may not be right. You're you're doing what you think is the best or what you think is your best telling. But even if you're trying to do it for the fans. You, you're maybe you, you may not get it right. You can still miss even if that's your intentions, because you're 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 playing a guessing game. Yeah, I mean, you, you know, so. Um, so yeah, you're, you're right. It, 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 again, I, I'm not super plugged into the video game community, but there does seem to be some, you know, some of that toxic, you know, the toxic people heavily in it, you know, much like, you know, the, the toxic people that are in the Star Wars community and, and I think, and that's, to me, that's one of the great things about horror fans. I don't, I don't see as much of that toxic. No. Maybe it's just the people I engage with. Even people that say, I hate that movie. It is horrible. You don't get that level of, I hate that movie, and you're a fucking moron if you like it. Like that vitriol. Yeah, you 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 can get a God, I hate that movie. Why why do you like it, right? What is it you see? Which is fine because that's a debate, that's a discussion. Yeah. And uh, and I think a lot of horror fans though are are self aware enough to know that you know, hey, I like some horror movies that if you really looked at it, <laughs> can be perceived as a pile of hot trash. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so, okay, who am I to judge if somebody else likes something else, you know? And, um, I don't know. Maybe it's just the, the, 
the content, you know, that there's some uh, often supernatural elements to it, often, you know, a, a, a huge leap of faith or a leap of believability involved in these, then it's easier to say, eh, that's not how I would have told it, but okay, whatever, because, all right, who's, what basis are we going to say this guy that haunts your dreams and lives in a boil, you know, burned in a boiler or, or you know, fire kills people in their <laughs> dreams? What are we going to use as a basis to say what's right or wrong there, right? I mean, it's, okay, I would have told it this way, but they, you want it this way. Eh, all right. It's just, you know, we, <laughs> there's not a right or wrong there because it's not, not there, you know, much like, you know, a movie like Five Nuts at Freddy's. Hey, they're not animatronics that are out there killing people that I know of. And, yeah. uh, so, whatever <laughs> long story short don't be an asshole don't be toxic amen e- enjoy what you enjoy you know you can have lively debates and be passionate but be respectful of opinions because that's my biggest thing my, my biggest pet peeve about anything don't i hate people that mistake opinion for fact yeah because you can't say that you can't say defend it, it's really even hard to say this movie is horrible because what are you basing that on? You know, I mean, because somebody else could say this movie is amazing. And, and, and you can't quantify either because they're just opinions. Really, because, you know, I, I you know, we, we laugh a joke that we don't like thanks killing. But someone yeah. out there may think it's the greatest thing in the world. And neither of us are right or wrong because it's just an opinion. Yep. You have different bases and experiences for how you judge anything so okay <laughs> we said we were going to be kind of quick with it so let's uh let's leave it at that it's it's a little early in the morning to go too too high up on the soapbox of a uh, true toxic 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 and gatekeeping because we, we seem to we seem to talk about that stuff a lot because ugh, it drives yeah. me mad it's same so. and i think a lot of stuff can kind of circle around that point but yeah. I, I just to clarify I think the main thing that I'm saying is video game fandom, relax. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's especially weird because even in a video game series, you get lots of variant stuff in that series. You do. So that's how what do I'll you say... talk about later, too, is that the, the games that this movie's based on are, are so vastly different from the beginning to end. It's just it's insane to me. And there's books and everything else. So. It's just it's insane to me that people are so unwilling to accept a little bit of departure from what they might presume to be the original versus like yeah. just accepting it for what it is. So, <laughs> yeah, because if you you know, and if you're making something and you're pulling elements from all these different things, these different games and books and all you're, you're pulling little little bits and pieces of different. But when you put it together in, into your movie or whatever it is, you have to kind of. You have to kind of, uh, I don't know what the word I'm trying to think of. You have all these different variant things, but then when you put it together, you have to level it out, smooth it out, or else it's yeah. going to feel all over the place. You know, if you're jumping around from whatever, one animation style to a different animation style to a different color scheme, to it, it can't be jarring. They have to, uh, again, it's too early. I can't think of the word. Yeah. You have, I, you I have to, <laughs> yeah, you have to make it uniform in your project. So that it flows and is not, you know, visually or jarring or whatever. Right. Cohesive so that, soil. Man. Yeah. And, and yeah, and even, but I'm saying even visually, even the, the look and everything, you have to, you know, whatever. So it's, 
Relax, people. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's take a quick break so that I can get another uh, little sip of caffeine here. And when we come back, we'll, we'll plow right through some of the news and upcoming anniversaries. So hang in there. Make sure you subscribe to listen to their screams on your favorite podcast platform. Also, make sure you look us up on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Letterboxd, TikTok, and Slasher. All you have to do is look up Listen to Screams. That is Listen, the number two in Screams, and you can find us there. Also, make sure you go and buy yourself a Listen to Their Screams t-shirt. You can find all of our shirts at tinyurl.com Screams Shirts. Spread the news. Spread the news. Spread the news. And welcome back. All right, let's get through some news. All right, we have some pretty cool stuff. So, start us off in the top on the news. Hellhouse LLC Origins, the Carmichael Manor, is going to be released on Shutter on October 30th. There are three movies. This is supposed to be the origin of all of the movies. And the first movie, the hotel they go to, was originally called the Carmichael Manor. Yada, yada, yada. It's going to be good. I love Hell House LLC. Dave, have you seen yeah. these movies? Yeah, I have. I recently, I, I seen the first, I saw the first one quite, you know, a ways back. But then, yeah, here recently I wish, went ahead and watched all the others. Yeah, and I love them. I was, I was super psyched for this to come out as, you know, as this episode's released. It's already out by a few days. Um, yep. And uh, I haven't watched it yet, obviously, from where we're recording. But, uh, um, yeah, I'm super stoked. I can't wait to watch it. Uh, I hope they continue to, you know, continue to make these movies. And again, just to sing the praise of why we have platforms like Shudder and, and Screenbox and, and everything else is otherwise we wouldn't get movies like this. Continue on these series. It wouldn't happen. I mean, this, yeah. not to, not to rebeat a dead horse, but streaming platforms, uh, in some sense are these, the straight to DVD equivalent of the past you know it's where you got some movies that were that were really enjoyable that went straight to dvd in the video stores these some of these movies not all of them do some of them that are going straight to streaming that's that's kind of the equivalent right you if you can't get a theatrical release there's still an option to put your product out there so that's that's a great thing yeah 100 percent. and then we also have some news from michael doherty um who is of course the uh you know he's the uh, basically the person behind trick-or-treat um so mm -hmm. He has obviously confirmed we have talked about it, but there is going to be a sequel to Trick or Treat. It is in development with Legendary, and it will feature formidable op opposition for Sam. So there's no word on a production date, but uh, Dave and I both love Trick or Treat. Uh, Trick or Treat, in my opinion, is probably one of the pinnacle forms of a uh, anthology film. So if you've never watched it, watch it. But I'm obviously excited for Trick or Treat too. I know Dave is too. Yeah, I am. And it, you know, again, they've been talking about this for so long. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, so and it's he's always said, oh, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Blah, blah, blah. And just, you know, you almost get to the point of, OK, yeah, yeah. When, whatever. Sure. <laughs> well, but yeah, he's saying that it's now it's 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 there. Right. It's. Uh, yeah. yeah, it is. It is there. So uh, and, and real quick before we move on, some news that we didn't have on the list that I'm sure the whole world knows by now that uh, the the by the time this is out, the Terrifier 2 re-release has already happened. So yeah. we're not really spoiling much of anything. And we're, we're not spoiling anything because the producers have put this news out there themselves. Uh, but a poster did leak, uh, prior to about the terror, about Terrifier 3, the, the poster they give it that they gave away at Terrifier 2. But it's been confirmed by Damien Leon that Terrifier 3 will be a Christmas movie, which is so amazing. <laughs> yeah. And he also has confirmed that it's coming in 2024. 
So uh, I'm assuming, you know, whatever, November-ish, early December-ish in uh, 2024, we will get Terrifier 3, and it will be a Christmas movie. The poster is amazing. I, 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 it is so cool. Uh, but I'm so, I'm so super stuck. I never, I, I never thought this, I, I never saw this, this coming. No, me neither. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, uh, oh, that's great. I can't wait. Uh, it's going to be so much fun. Yeah. I'm pumped. I'm pumped. I love Terrifier. So can't be yeah. Art the Clown on Christmas. That's all right. Uh, all right. So now we have some upcoming birthdays. Um, starting us off on November 2nd, 1981, Catherine Isabel from Ginger Snaps, Freddy vs. Jason and Supernatural. Another one of those uh, people from Supernatural that's been in a lot of stuff. Um, I know Dave loves her. I know Dave loves I Ginger do. Snaps. I do. Um, so I've never seen Ginger Snaps, and I do need to check that out sometime. But uh, is, it know, the Dave, is it on the Dave watch list? It is not. So I'm, I'm actually going to add it uh, right now. <laughs> put it on there. Again, put the it se- on the list. <laughs> the sequels are, are, are weak. But... Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, they're not the the second one's not horrific, but it's the first one is amazing, and uh, yeah, I, I love uh, I love Catherine Isabel, she's great, she was great in Supernatural, uh, right. you know, Fr- Freddy vs Jason is what it is, but uh, you know, sh- she's in it, so <laughs> Freddy vs Jason is a product of its time, mm-hmm. <laughs> love it, uh, but yes, it's on my list now. No worries, guys, I'll watch it eventually. And then um, the day after, November 3rd, 1946, the legendary Tom Savini, mastermind of makeup and effects. Um, Tom Savini's literally done everything. I mean, it would be hard for me to identify a single one that I love more than the other. Uh, but I love Tom Savini. So good. So amazing. Yep. Very, very yep. talented. Yeah, absolutely. And and one of the, the greatest things about him in my eyes is he's always, you know, he's had a school, right, for these effects for a long, long time. So not only did he – so much stuff he – created right and, and techniques that he created for practical effects but he's passed this knowledge on so that what he's done and, and his style will will live on right it'll continue continue on there's new there's new people out there doing it now with his blessing and and everything else so that's that's cool yeah 100 and then on november 6 1970 we have ethan hawk i fucking love ethan hawk but he's in the purge sinister black phone i mean seriously ethan hawk is amazing yeah. Um, he honestly, in my opinion, he obviously was an actor like in the 90s and earlier, potentially. But in my opinion, m- like peak Ethan Hawke is like 2000s, 2010s, 2020s. Because I feel like he's had like a career renaissance in the last like 10, 15 years. Yeah. Um, but I love Ethan Hawke. He's fantastic. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, Black Phone just coming out in the last year, you know, last year. And it's amazing. So he's still. Still, it is prime to me. I mean, it's still, I mean, there's going to be a black, you know, I, I believe there's going to be a black phone too. There's been a yeah. lot of talk of it. So, yeah, so we'll continue to get uh, more Ethan Hawk and horror. Hell yeah. And then uh, a little more legendary than all of these, I would have to say. Not November 8th, 1847. You heard there are 1847. We have Bram Stoker, the Dracula author. Uh, obviously, Bram Stoker, you know, created the concept of Dracula and. For a lot of and for the most and most of the part, you know, he's kind of made that popularized version of vampires. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Bram Stoker is obviously a legend in this case. And, uh, yeah, happy birthday to him. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, the most iconic whatever, you know, vampire of all time. I mean, so many people, you know, think Dracula is just this. It's synonymous, right? Yeah. Dracula vampire. That's, you know, it is what it is. So. Uh, we also didn't mention in the news really quick that, you know, just broke 
the day before. I mean, I know it's not really necessarily horror, but yeah. What about what about Matthew Perry dying? Good lord. Yeah, That's, I mean Matthew Perry. He may not be a horror actor, and that may even be incorrect. He may have been in a horror movie at some point. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Because he's done so much, but yeah, uh, you know, obviously I don't, you know, there's still a lot of speculation on what happened. Um, the preliminary reports, you know, say one thing and it's honestly unfortunate, you know what I mean? And I, I hate to see it. Matthew Perry is so freaking talented and, you know, knowing him from friends and everything else, it's just, it is honestly, it's, it's heartbreaking. And I, you know, I feel for him and his family right now. Yeah. It's, and it's just, uh, it seems surreal, right? It's like, it does. It's, it's one of those. You know, you see some deaths, you know, I'm not saying anything's easier than the other or whatever, but it's, you know, you see someone like this, it's, it's clearly shouldn't be their time. Exactly. And, and it was such a prominent person in the nineties. I mean, not, I mean, not just as, I mean, just pop culture friends and it's still to today. And it's just, you know, they just did the reunion thing not too long ago and stuff. And it's, it's just one of those things you see it and it's surreal. You're like, ah, no, that's not, come on. That's not. Right? I thought it was a hoax. I, I, that I can't I, be, and it's a. Well, I literally because we, you know, behind the scenes, uh, you know, Dave, Kayla, Monica, and I all have like a kind of a group chat, and I sent in the group chat because I saw it on Facebook. I'm like, it has to be a hoax. But if it's not, I mean, Matthew Perry died, and I was like looking on Google, and I'm like, holy shit! But yeah, it's real. Unfortunately, wow. it's real. <laughs> yeah. So. Okay. Let's uh. Let's, let's, lift, let's lift our spirits a little with some movie anniversaries. So. That's right. That's right. All right. Upcoming movie anniversaries. These are some good ones, too. November 3rd, 1976. We have Carrie. Um, this is the original Carrie with Sissy Spacek. And I can't remember what her mom's name is. But, um, yeah, Carrie's in a legendary uh, Stephen King book, uh, Stephen King yeah. film. Um, and actually, I recently rewatched the 2013 Carrie, which is really good, too. Um but yeah, can't can't beat some Carrie. <laughs> yeah, love Carrie. Yeah, it, it, the mom was Piper Laurie, who just passed away yes. not too long ago. Yeah, so yeah, love I love oh the original Carrie is great. Love it. Absolutely. And then November fourth, nineteen eighty eight, they live. Um, uh, this obviously is yeah. a favorite of Dave's. Uh, yeah. I have seen this movie. Uh, it is it is very good. Uh, it's got that eighties cheese, but it's so good. Yeah, and uh, so, still such a great message about you know commercialism and uh. Yes. Whatever else, I mean, and, you know, come on, Roddy Piper, give me a breath. <laughs> but uh, uh, I love They Live, one of those movies that, one of my favorites. Love it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then November 4th, uh, just a short, uh, what is that, 20 years later? Yeah, 20 years later, <laughs> we have Return to Sleepaway Camp. Um, this, of course, is the latter, the most recent entry into the franchise. Um, you know, Return to Sleepaway Camp is kind of a love or hate movie. I didn't mind it. Um, I know Dave. I think you recently watched it, didn't you? Yeah, not too long ago. Yeah, it's it's all right. It's all right. It's a uh, yeah. It's kind of a whatever they call those things, a requel type deal because it it ignores two and three. Yeah. Uh, and and you know it is a sequel to the first. You know, of course, uh, Felicia Rose is back in it and everything. So I like that aspect, right? Because I love Felicia Rose, but yeah, it's it's okay. It's a uh, yeah. Clearly, it, it, <laughs> cl- clearly a straight to DVD type movie, but uh, that's okay. Yeah. That's all right. Still fun. I would love to see them do a, a bigger production movie, and I and I and I, I could feel that almost happening with Felice Rose. She should, she's so active, I think, in the horror community still to this day. I'm really surprised someone hasn't attempted to maybe redo Sleepaway Camp. Now, yeah. obviously, Sleepaway Camp does come with its own challenges because the content matter is a little more relevant in today's world than it was then. Um, 
So it's 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 very interesting. I'm very curious if they'll ever do anything with that. Who knows? Maybe. Yeah, but yeah, again, but because of that, if you get the right people on board with a little bit of budget and uh, you know, a, some people with a, a you know a proper social conscience, you this it could be a very relevant. Yeah finger on the pulse movie for today that could really be great and um i don't know it you know i mean i was saying the movie would have to be overly political but i'm just saying it could uh it could be done right and uh who knows i again i'm sure a lot of it boils down to who owns the rights and who owns this and that because that's typically what holds because i'm sure there's people out there who would jump on re on making something right and uh but you know sometimes a lot of it especially with these older horror movies its ownership is so split and sold and bought. And it's, I mean, look at Friday the 13th and how that's what I was going to say. All the struggle. <laughs> so it's who knows, but, uh, never know. Could happen. Yeah, that's some shit right there in it. But anyways, um, <clears throat> November 5th, 1943, we're going back guys. Um, son of Dracula. So we just talked about Bram Stoker. Uh, obviously Dracula spawned into so many different veins and avenues, very similar with all the hammer horror movies. So, uh, Son of Dracula. I've never seen it, but I, I'm sure it's yeah. nice and good. <laughs> yeah. Well, this, yeah, this one's, this one's universal. This is pre Hammer. Okay. But, uh, yeah, good stuff. Yeah. I mean, Hammer doesn't come around for a couple of decades after this. Hammer, Hammer is the 60s, 70s. Oh. And, okay. uh, yeah. And if you go 30s, 40s, early 50s, that's, that's all universal. universal. Mostly, I'm saying. Gotcha. But, uh, it's still, Son of Dracula is a good movie. I, 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 I always, Always pushing okay. people to, to go back and visit the Universals. I gotta get my word. I gotta get my word to dry, guys. Although it'll, it'll mm. be there eventually. Now, to be fair, it could be the sleep de deprivation, but we'll see. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah. And then um, this last one here, Dave and I are both excited for this because Dave yeah. and I are both huge fans of this. But upcoming release, guys, The Simpsons: Treehouse of Horror 34 will air on Fox on November 5th and the next day on Hulu. I love the Treehouse of Horror stuff. I yeah. actually recently went back and uh, binged a bunch of them because on Disney Plus they have like a playlist for it. Uh -huh. um, I fucking love the Treehouse of Horrors. It's just so Me cool. Too. It's such an Me interesting too. concept. <laughs> it is. I mean, I, I'm a huge Simpsons fan. Love the Simpsons. And uh, yes, some of my favorites are the Treehouse because it's it is not within the Simpsons world per se. Right. They don't have to worry yeah. about any of the stories, anything that's established within the regular show. They can do what they want. Lots of, you know, spoofs or whatever takes off of horror movies, horror stories, you know, Edgar Allan Poe stuff and <laughs> Nightmare on Elm Streets and different different things. And then other, you know, their own stories. It's just, you know, the intros are always fun. The, the even the credits where they give all the the crew and the writers of they, they give them, you know, horror nicknames and spooky yeah. nicknames. I mean, even that's entertaining. It's that's you could just purely tell. They're, that these the people that create you know these episodes are just, they're just having fun right because they get to just they get to go wild and and you know it's like you don't have to worry about the backstories and whatever else let's just tell something fun and spooky and you know some of you know and, and again and, and it's segments right it's it's a almost an anthology yeah. type deal right there's different segments in these episodes and you know some of them are eh some of them are not as good but there's some there are some classic and uh you know, the, 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 the shining spoof when that's the shining. That, oh, that was good. I, I was literally going to say that. I love that one because, yeah. uh, what's the, the, what's the guy's name? The guy, the keeper, uh, oh, crap. The, 
the redhead that's like he works at the school. Oh yeah, groundskeeper Willie. Groundskeeper yeah. Willie. He's like, you yeah. got the shin in. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, such a. Good I love. That. I mean, yeah, there's the one where Willie is like almost is like Freddy Krueger, too, yeah. and it's a. I mean, there's an there's a, a Soyet Green one where like you know, in the elementary school they're eating the children. Yeah. And it's uh, so many good things. And of course, there's you know the, the aliens that kind of are through this whole thing. You know, they're the kind of the the mascots. Kang and what is it? Kang and. Yeah, I can't remember that one. Anyway, whatever. (laughs) They, uh, you know, they're kind of like the mascots. They even when there's not a story pertaining to them, they pop up here and there, and it's just, but it's just they're so fun, and I can't wait to to watch this one. Uh, yeah, I I love the treehouse in every every Halloween. I watch a bunch of them, uh, if not all of them, and rewatch them. So I mean, come on, thirty four of them. I mean, there's I think they've had one every season. I think maybe one season they didn't early on. Maybe it was the it might have been the first season. I think uh, I think it was yeah. Yeah, and but from then on, every year, it's a, uh, you know, they've had one, and uh, it's great, such a great tradition, uh, and so much good stuff there, fun stuff to watch. I mean, it's very nostalgic because I remember is. watching those when I was a, when I was a kid, like young, young. Yeah, and there's so many, you know, there's compilations, right? There's sets yeah. where they pulled these together, like you said, a playlist on Disney Plus. There's comics out there that's just Treehouse of Horror, you know, Simpsons, and, and I mean, and, and, I mean, figures now and Funko Pops and you know, this is this is a, a, an iconic pillar of The Simpsons. Are these treehouse where everybody everybody looks forward to them every year? So that's right. All right, folks, <clears throat> we're gonna go ahead and jump into our review here in just a second. But before we do, as I always say, <clears throat> I'm so sorry. My my morning voice is still here, and it's I gotta clear my throat. Good lord. Yeah. Um, j- go you and follow us on the <laughs> social medias. You don't always <laughs> die from tobacco. <laughs> um, it's like that old like don't smoke commercial. Yeah, yeah. With the, the yeah the little voice box. <laughs> Good lord, yeah. oh man. I know, like me. <laughs> I, I I swear I'm probably gonna cancel it for saying something like that, but Dude, my scotch <laughs> will ruin your voice. Good lord, but uh, not, well, not can... make, I'm not to make light of of, of cancer, and I understand. No, yeah. we've all lost people to cancer, but uh, we sure just have, the, just the, well, this is more this is more a. Uh, a pop culture analysis of the the ads. So seriously, that you could do. I, eventually, there will be a there will be a documentary about the effect of those ads. Um, they they definitely impacted me not to smoke. Let me tell you what. Uh, <laughs> take take it all. You can take it all the way back to the eighties, right? Because it's like you know what? I didn't do drugs because of that commercial that said this is your brain on drugs with a frying eggs. And I'm like, I don't right. want my I don't want my brain to be a sunny side up eggs. I'm not gonna do that crap. <laughs> <laughs> Good lord. Well, all right, guys. So before we get too down that rabbit hole, because I could definitely go down that rabbit hole. Clearly, um, <laughs> clearly, early morning Ike and Dave are different people here. This is wild. I know we're going on tangents about freaking <laughs> like drug PSAs and smoking PSAs. Good lord. <laughs> Woo. <laughs> Good boy. Anyways, uh, if you don't already follow us on social media, make sure you do. Um, remember, we love you guys. You know what I mean. We're I, I got up at six thirty uh, CST to record this episode, and Dave got up at like probably seven or seven thirty EST to record this episode. So remember, we love you guys. We get up early mm-hmm. for the shit. I don't get up early for nothing. I don't get out of bed for less than like twenty five dollars an hour. <laughs> Anyways, um, we love you. Follow us on social media. Don't be a loser. And coming up next. We're going to be reviewing Five Nights at Freddy's. Listen to Their Screams is now a Fangoria collaborator. Get 20% off your order at shop.fangoria.com 
by using the promo code listen to screams at checkout. That is listen to number two and screams. Or you can click the link in the show notes. All right. And yeah, we're back on a uh, listen to the screams, or I don't know, maybe we should call it <laughs> listen to their whimpers. Uh, because, <laughs> and, uh, and we're going to review uh, Five Nights at Freddy's or, you know, Five Nights at Freddy's or <laughs> whatever you want to we- call it. Guys. Weekend at Bernie's. I don't know. Something. <laughs> weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> somebody's somebody's got some duration of time with somebody else. I don't know what it is. Listen, Weekend at Bernie's is not too far off because there are dead people being posed. <laughs> yes. yeah, come on. I think an argument can be made that Weekend at Bernie's is pretty horrific. It's, I mean. It very much is. <laughs> who who wants to carry around a dead guy? Just the, and not only that, but it had sequels. How long did they keep the dead guy for? Listen, all, all I have to say is that's a felony. That that's desecration of a corpse. Like, come on. <laughs> They're making horror versions of Winnie the Pooh and everything else. Let's get a good horror version at Weekend at Bernie's. Hell yeah. That's I'm I'm all about that. So, uh. That's not what we're talking about. Though. No, it is not. Not at all. <laughs> we're talking about. Wait, so now, okay. Side note: the movie is Five Nights at Freddy's, correct? But I'm looking at the notes, and on the, on the section here that we're at, I, I, it says Fight Night at Freddy's. Which, you know, hey, okay, it's not that far off, but here right. we are making fun of misspeaking of the title. But not only that, I mistyped the title of the show notes. I didn't even see that until just now. <laughs> Fight Night at Freddy's. <laughs> Five Night at Freddy's. We have Chica versus Bunny. Be there, 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 there. <laughs> Sweet Jesus. All right. So this movie was released simultaneously in theaters and Peacock on October 27, 2023. Starring Joss Hutcherson. Piper Rubio, Elizabeth Lale, and Matthew Lillard. It was written by Scott Cawthorn, Cawthon and Seth uh, Kudabak. And I think Scott Cawthon is the guy behind the initial game stuff, correct? He is. Yep. He's the Five Nights at Freddy's god, the, the guru yes. there. Right? The guy, he he is the god. He is my uh, god. <laughs> and the movie was directed by Emma Tammy. So, uh, again, I, this is this is this is your vein. This is your expertise, yes. right? You're, you you know Five Nights at Freddy's. Uh, now, again, if we were doing the simultaneous weekend at Bernie's, that would be mine. I could <laughs> jump on that one a little more. Uh, but this is my first. I mean, I, I, I'm aware of Five Nights at Freddy's, right? You see it everywhere. I know what it is. I, I knew I knew the uh, the gist of what it was. Um, but this is my my first foray into any of the media. I've never yeah. played a game, never read a book, story, synopsis, nothing. This is my first foray. So, like we talked earlier, we're getting we're getting two perspectives. We're getting someone who is well versed in this universe and someone who it's it's new to. And yeah. uh, now again, we're unique cats. So while you, if you take that scenario with a lot of people, it's probably going to be very divisive. I don't. It's probably not going to be that divisive for us. No, <laughs> um, I don't. It, yeah, but uh, no, but, yeah, absolutely. But, but let me, let me dive into mine. Yeah, uh, real quick because again, my review won't it won't. You know, it won't take that long because I'm just seeing it as just a, a movie, right? Yeah. I, I don't, I'm sure there's so much stuff in this that I didn't pick up on, you know, <laughs> Easter eggs and whatnot that I had no clue. Uh, but again, this movie, and uh, I mean, to be, to be fair, I, I drove 20 hours this weekend on a trip and everything else and, and squeezed watching this in and all that. So my mental state was not the most aware <laughs> when I watched it, but um, 
but the movie, it was fun, right? It was, it was, it was tense and scary. Cause again, I have a thing about animatronic, these kind of animatronics, not like, <laughs> not like the normal, like, but like <laughs> yeah, like big things. And, and, and it plays right into that and like mannequins and things. I don't know something about them. Wax figures are the worst. I hate wax figures. Oh, it's like they, they freak me out. Um, so yeah, it, you know, it is creepy. And it, I, I do like, there's a relevance to me because when I was a kid, these pizza places were big, right? Yeah. There was Showbiz and Chuck E. Cheese starting to come in it, and, and I think a couple others. And uh, there was a Showbiz pizza, and I went to it not fairly regularly, right? It was a thing where once every couple months or whatever, we'd go, you know, shop in, the, you know, up in a bigger town and, and go to Showbiz, and it was, I enjoyed it and fun, but I wasn't the guy that was going to walk up to the stage and get try to get close to these animatronics, uh, because. I was that kid who thought, I'm not going to break that thing will reach down and grab me. Yeah. And, uh, so that, you know, it just plays on this weird fear that I've always had. Uh, but I thought that the movie was really, really well done. And again, I don't, I have no concept of if how tied this is to anything in the game world or whatever, but I like the story, right? I like the telling, uh, you know, the, and the, 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 the character development, right? It was, it was there. There was a reason to, to be invested in these people. And what was going on? It it wasn't so predictable where you could you just knew what was going to happen. There were some twists and turns to it that uh, that made it fun. Uh, again, the, the you know the the characters they were scary, right? The whole concept, and, but there was more to it than just being animatronics gone wild. It wasn't that kind. Of, it wasn't a Skynet kind of thing per se, right? There was a uh, I guess possession to it. I guess is the best word you can put to it, right? These animatronics were possessed, right, by these yeah. children. That were that were killed, and uh, and again, is that from the game? Is that a is that the concept? In the are are they they possessed in the in that world? Yeah, absolutely. the The movie is very true to form um, for that part of it. Uh, obviously, there were some other liberties, but yeah, basically, the premise of the game is that William Afton, um, which spoiler, that is Matthew Lillard. Matthew Lillard yeah. has a uh, alias as a career counselor in this thing. It's like Michael Raglan or something like that. Uh-huh. Um, but he is William Afton. William Afton is the original creator of a lot of these animatronics. Um, but he basically, uh, there, there's a lot of backstory to it, which it, there's some speculation about how it's going to tie to the movie, but basically he killed kids, stuffed their bodies and the animatronics, and then their spirits, uh, possessed the animatronics. <laughs> yeah. And again, when you, when you watch it and, and you see Matthew Lillard, when the, the guy goes to, you know, Ask him about another job because the okay the the guy his his younger brother was was kidnapped yep. in the in the when he was younger and that that weighs a lot on his life right that drives a lot of stuff and there's the one where he's a mall security guy he thinks that, you know a kid's being kidnapped so he just reacts and, and tackles this guy and beats him up gets fired so like he goes he, to get the he job. beat the ever living dog should have guy yeah, be real yeah, <laughs> yeah. and it, it it was because of his personal experience right he was. He wasn't seeing this guy. He was seeing his brother and whatever. And it was reacting. But you, but the, when you watch the movie and he goes to the character, the Matthew Lillard character, you know, you get the sense of oh, this guy's there's something with this guy. Yeah. Because he's like, Oh, I've got a job where you can see the look on his face, right? Of, okay. I, I want to do this to you. And you knew it wasn't on the up and up. There was something to it. Yeah. And, um, you know, and when you're not familiar with this world, this universe, it, all it is is this this curiosity. Oh, okay, what's this guy up to, right? What is what is he? Uh, you know, is he 
you know, is he feeding people of these things or you're know, sending them to it? Is he just tied? You, you know, you don't, you don't know the depth of what he, who he is yeah. and can't guess it. So, you know, that's what not, and I love Matthew Lillard. He was great. Uh, but again, you know, I, you know, I, I'm sure there's a lot that I, I couldn't enjoy about the movie. Not saying overall big stuff, but just little, little clips, little Easter eggs, little nods that I didn't get because I'm not aware of the universe. But that didn't take away from, you know, just the movie. If you have no concept of it, it's just, it's still a fun movie. It's still, it's still an enjoyable movie. It's still, uh, to me, it was a good story. It, it was well acted, well shot. Everything about it was good. It was, you know, it, it, it kept my interest. Um, yeah. and, um, I don't, I didn't feel that you had to have all this knowledge to still enjoy this movie, which it should be, right? It should have some stuff there for the hardcore fans enough for them to say, Oh, you know, look at that. But then, and you know, enough there for someone who is not aware of it. And it, but it doesn't have to have a backstory for every little element to bore you to death because it's your, the movie shouldn't be trying to take me and get me to a knowledge level of you. Yeah, exactly. It, should, it shouldn't have to do that. It should just take me and get me up to a baseline of where I got, I got enough to know what this world is. This universe is, I don't, I don't need to know everything to enjoy the movie, to understand the movie. And if you bring me up to a certain level, perhaps that will spark enough of, okay, I want to know more. So I'm going to go dive into this other stuff. And, um, and that's, that is a trapping of a lot of movies that are adaptations of things like this or things where there's a lot of material to pull from. They, they want to take every viewer and make them an expert. Yeah. And you you can't do that. And and this movie didn't try to do that. So it didn't feel like it was just. I don't know how to describe it. It, it didn't feel. Too busy where it was yeah. trying to. Oh, there's this character. Now, let me spend 15 minutes telling you this character's backstory so that you know exactly who this is. OK, here's another character. Here's another 15 minutes of this character, even though it's not relevant to the story I'm telling now. Let me tell you about what they ate for breakfast 10 years ago so that you can remember that, you know, third installment of the video game series, that two second moment. (laughs) Come on. So anyway, again, I, I, on a tangent there, go ahead. I tell me what, tell me what you thought uh, of the movie. Oh, well, I, I, it should be no surprise, but I fucking love this movie. Um, here, here's the deal. As somebody who has played all of the Five Nights at Freddy's games, minus like a couple of the more obscure ones, um, and then I've I've read a lot of the material, a lot of the books, the comic books, stuff like this. Um, I feel like the big thing a lot of people need to re- realize because a lot of the people who say that they're fans <clears throat> didn't realize that first and foremost, Scott Coffin, who is the creator of these games, had a huge creative role in this universe. And not only did he have this huge creative role, he wanted to try and make things a little bit fresh. So a lot of the stuff that happens in this movies comes from the uh, book series, because there's actually a book series, which the canonicity of the book series is a little hazy when it comes to the video games, just because Scott Cawthon just wanted to do more stuff. So the book series is a little hazier when it comes to how re- relative it is to the games. But the kind of overarching theme is that the book series, which I think it's called like the Silver Eyes books trilogy, um, a lot of material from those books was in the movie. So for people who want to say that this did not stick to the lore, read the books. It did. 
Anyways, um, I loved everything about this movie. Seriously, the the Jim Henson workshop did so fucking good on these animatronics. I mean, I, I read something that the four main or, or the three main animatronics, which is Bonnie, Chica, and Freddy, um, they didn't require. They could be operated remotely, or you could have somebody in the suit. Um, but also the other animatronic, which was uh, Foxy, uh, couldn't have anybody in the suit, so it was completely automated. It was an, it was completely remote, uh, but it took like I think they said like ten puppeteers to operate that thing, and I'm just like that is such a work of engineering when it comes to like like a movie like it's so cool. Um, but there's so much really cool stuff about this movie. A lot of really cool you know little niches. And like Dave said, you know, for somebody who's never watched, uh, never played a game, um, we actually went with my uh, my wife's cousin, um, Sam, who had never really played the games. She knew a little bit about them, but she enjoyed the movie without having watched the game play or anything like that. But for me, watching this was so amazing because there's so many knots. And I don't want to go into all of them because I could literally have a whole podcast talking about all of the nods. But there were a few that I wanted to point out, one of which is going to be relevant to Dave. So, Dave, do you remember, uh, you may or may not, because, again, it was kind of a subtle detail, uh, but towards the end of the movie, during the big fight scene, um, Springtrap, which is William Afton, that's his uh, character's name, is it's called Springtrap, um, he, he wipes his blade with his hand, and it's actually a, a reference to how Stu Mocker wiped his blade in Scream. Oh, yeah. Because he grabs it and then just wipes it with his hand. Um Apparently, that was a detail that uh, Matthew Lillard reportedly wanted to include in his character, which I thought was really neat. Yeah. Um, another thing, there were two things that I was also looking forward to in this movie, because in the video games, um, in the books, basically, William Afton's character is inside the suit, and the suit is called a spring lock suit. Um, spring locks, as it explains in this, was basically a mechanism that kept the basically it was used to keep the user safe um, from the actual like automated suit. So like basically you could put on the suit um, and be safe from like all the wiring and stuff. Um, but the spring locks were um, they could fail. And if they fail, it's going to hurt. And that's what happens. Right. He gets attacked by the cupcake and the spring locks fail and it kills him. Well, it doesn't kill him, but badly injures him. And that was sort of that was something that happened in the games that I was really looking forward to seeing how they would put the spring lock failure into uh, motion picture. But also uh, something that uh, Matthew Lillard says before he puts on the head, he says, I always come back. Um, basically, in the video games, at the end of the second Five Nights at Freddy's game, um, basically the entirety of the second game is about Springtrap. Um, which we learn is being possessed by the soul of William Afton in the video game. And at the end, um, you supposedly kill William Afton after the building burns down. Um, but there's a little, little at the end of the credits, you hear, I always come back. And it's because William Afton always comes back. So I, I was really hoping that they would include that in this game because it, it's basically William Afton's whole shtick um, in the games is that he he's he basically won't die right he wants to inflict as much pain on this earth as he can and he's going to do it in any way possible so it, it is honestly it is so incredible that they included that in this 
Matthew Lillard said he signed a three movie deal, and this movie obviously did really, really good. It had the biggest Bloomhouse opening of any Bloomhouse movie, and Bloomhouse has a lot of fucking properties, let me tell you. So for this to be its biggest opening as a production studio is absolutely insane. So yeah, I don't. I think. Uh, come on, everybody. Everybody knew this was going to have uh, be successful, right? I just. Oh yeah. It was going to have a huge opening weekend. There's no, there's just no way. You knew this was going to be one of the bigger movies of the year. Yeah. It, it destined to be. Now, I, I do have a question. Great. Again, this yeah. is all spoiler stuff, so everybody understand that. There is a mid-credit scene. Yeah. And uh, where someone says or spells out or whatever, it says, "Come find me." So who, yep. who, who do we think this is? Is this the? Is this? <laughs> huh? I'm so glad you asked that. Yes. Oh my God. Okay. So in my opinion, it's Garrett. So that's Garrett, what I thought, right? That's what I just, I guess I, you know, oh, that's who it would well, be. Okay. So you, you, I told you that I watched this movie a second time. I was like pausing. I was like literally looking for clues. There is a scene and in the very background, there is a face of a marionette and mm-hmm. there is another animatronic that is a part of five nights at Freddy's two called the, the puppet. Now the mm-hmm. puppet, um, in the video games is actually the soul of the first dead kid. And in this, in the book or in the game, I should say the first dead kid is the, uh, the son of Henry. Henry is actually the, uh, William Afton's old partner. And my theory says that Henry is in this game, in this movie. He is, uh, Mike's dad. I, I think that. Henry is Mike's dad. I think Henry is William Afton's old partner. And I think that's. So Garrett's the first kid. So Garrett's the first kid. And I think Garrett is going to be possessing the the puppet. And the puppet is in this movie. He's in the background. He's very, very vague. It's a face. That's all you see. But it's a white face with lines on its face. And I, I am convinced that come find me. That's Garrett. Garrett talking to Mike. Because there are other uh, Freddy Fazbear's pizzas in the universe. Right. Um, because the, and there's like, you know, basically the second game, I think it's the second game. Yeah. It takes place at a different Freddy Fazbear's pizza. And the third game is actually a closed down Freddy Fazbear's pizza that they turned into a haunted house. Uh, but Springtrap is still roaming it. So they had to close it down because people started dying. Uh, <laughs> so. Yeah, so basically, I think the next movie, um, it's going to have to have a lot to do with trying to find, basically put Garrett to, pee, to rest. And I think Garrett is the marionette, the puppet, or whatever you want to call it. Um, but yeah, I oh, man, I'm so glad you asked that, because I, I had that theory in my head. I'm like, there's got to be a further connection. There's a reason Garrett was uh, targeted. And I think he was uh, Afton's first victim. Um, because in the games, William Afton actually kills uh, Henry's daughter. Um, and his daughter, I, I believe she gets killed because of some vendetta William had against Henry. So basically, I think that's going to be the sort of stories that William had a vendetta against Henry, Mike's dad, and killed his first child, which is Garrett. And now Mike is basically going to have to avenge Garrett. Gotcha. Now, okay. there is another small tie-in that I want to mention. There is a animatronic in the video games. There's a video game called Five Nights at Freddy's Sister Location, and it's an animatronic named Baby. And Baby is the sister of the main character in the video games. The main character in the video games is a security guard named Mike. 
Now, in the video games, it's a little bit different because Mike is actually William Afton's son in the video game. So I don't obviously think they're going that route because Mike is clearly not his son. Uh, but in the movies, I think that Abby may eventually die and be turned into an animatronic because Abby is an anagram for baby. So I think that's a very clear, distinct possibility, too. So I think there's a lot that's going to happen in the next movie. And there's possibly going to be a third movie. And they've also mentioned the possibility of other spinoff movies. So, like, there's so much fucking material. And, like, oh, I have so many theories. But, yes, I guarantee Garrett is who said come find me. I would I would bet money. Well, OK. Very interesting. <laughs> uh, so there you have it. Uh, we both enjoyed the movie. Obviously, Ike. See, and there you have it, right? Again, someone who's knowledgeable and passionate about it, someone who's not knowledgeable, and this is you no know, thing. We both enjoyed it. Yes. So that that is effective. So uh, so let's rate this thing. Um, I'm pretty sure I know where Ike's going to land on this thing. So, uh, but uh, you know, again, I, I I'm guessing I again I'm guessing where you are, and I think I'm probably right there with you. This feels to me like a like a four screen movie. I, I'm giving it a, you, I don't know, maybe you'll go higher, but I, to me, it's a, it is a four screams out of five. It was a fun movie, very enjoyable, uh, kept my interest. Um, you know, and it, and it had definite horror elements, right? It was definitely yeah. a horror movie. It was, it was scary. It was frightening. The concepts behind some of these things are, are freaky. Uh, you know, what's going on. So I'm giving it four screams out of five, like. Yep. I'm also giving it four screams out of five. Um, like I said, I, I've yet to see a five out of five screen movie or a four and a half out of five screen movie. I'm waiting until I get really wowed by a movie that really touches me as a person. So we'll see what happens. But yes, this is a I four mean, and a half. <laughs> there, there is a Terrifier Christmas movie coming out. So there is. <laughs> there <laughs> but yes, uh, Five Nights at Freddy's uh, did give me a four screams out of five. Um, it is. I just. It is so amazing to see this finally be on film because Five Nights at Freddy's has been around since around 2013, 14, I think. Um, so this is definitely a work in progress. You know, uh, Scott Coffin never anticipated this to be a movie. He just wanted to make some cool video games uh, for his children as sort of a legacy. Um, but now, like, he's made all these video games. He's made a movie that is going to spawn into other movies. And it's just that that like you know, that's you know 10 years ago i was 18 right 10 years ago i was 18 when these video games first came out so like it, it kind of came out sort of at a very tentative part of my life where i was entering into college i was starting to become an adult but i still held on to some of those things that i really enjoyed as like a younger guy and video games have always been that for me so this came out at a very tentative part of my life and so i always hold on to five nights of freddy's and that's why I'm so knowledgeable, because I literally this is one of those things that like I've watched so much about. I've read, I've played, you know, all of that shit. So, you know, without droning on too long, I just this seeing this movie on the big screen was like it. it I, I think this would be the same as like. I, I think I'm trying to think of something that Dave really, really loves that, like he like has always wanted to see in on screen like. This is probably how you felt oh, when you watched Star Wars for the first time. That's probably what I would yeah. say. Well, yeah. Well, this, this would be the equivalent that if I ever finally got to see the on again, off again, we're making it, we're not making it. We've cast, oh, who knows? We're not doing it now. The the Masters of the Universe movie that they've been talking yes. about for you know 20 years that uh, we're going to make it, we're not going to make it. It's, it's just 
they keep teasing it. Oh, it's in production. Nah, no, it's not. And it's uh and if I ever finally got to see it, I I would probably cry. I so. I, I think that's how that, that that this is my Masters of the Universe yeah. because I know Dave and I've talked a lot. Matt, he loves Masters of the Universe. He's seen all yeah. the animated stuff, which yeah. that some of that new stuff they made is really good too. By the way, yeah, I enjoy it. Yeah. But anyways, we're not talking about Master of the Universe. <laughs> no, 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 not not now. Even though I could ramble on for hours about that, we're not we're not doing that. Although to be fair, Skeletor is kind of creepy if you think about it. He's literally he a is. human with a burnt off face. So. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> there's also a character named Scare Scareglow that's very very creepy, and I mean, yes, there's there's lots of uh, creepy elements to Master of the Universe because there, there's a lot of magic and and different things. So yeah, yeah, there's a lot there. But again, <laughs> another story for another day. Yes, indeed. Uh, and, <laughs> For now, let's uh, again. This is early, so let's wrap this up. Yes. Because uh, I, I'm I'm still whew, I'm still waking up. I think. Same. Uh, well, but, I, I think I'm awake now after getting yeah. all hype about Five Nights. But go. yes, I'm. There you go. Yeah, I'm feeling it. <laughs> yeah. But better than a cup of Joe. There That's you go. right. <laughs> yeah. So uh, there you go. Four four screams out of five for us for Five Nights at Freddy's or Fight Nights at Freddy's or Weekend at Bernie's or. <laughs> All the things we've called it during this episode, uh, the, uh, the the showbiz pizza movie, That's we're giving right. it four screens out of five. Uh, so uh, you, you know, evil Chuck uh, E. Cheese. <laughs> that's right. So here's here's what you're gonna do. You guys are gonna go out. You're gonna you're gonna go out to Chuck E. Cheese and, and and get a pizza and have dinner and play some games and go up and watch an animatronic and, and just stare it in the eyes and say, "I see you, little child. That's in that's that's in there. <laughs> Don't hurt me. I'm just enjoying your your pizza." And then you're going to go to the theater and you're going to watch Five Nights at Freddy's and say, whew, I dodged a bullet at Chuck E. Cheese because this could have happened. And, uh, and then you're going to go home and you're going to say, wow, I enjoyed that. I'm going to go on Peacock and I'm just going to rewatch it all again right now. Just I'm going to put it on That's and you're right. going to eat you're going to eat your leftover Chuck E. Cheese pizza <laughs> while you're watching it on Peacock. So there you go. I have planned out all of your all of your evenings. So go get that done and then report back to us. And enjoy right. yourself. Uh, so there you go. Anyway, like we said, four screams out of five for Five Nights at Freddy's. Uh, fun movie. Uh, go watch it. Watch it on Peacock. Uh, tell your friends. And, and while you're talking to them about Five Nights at Freddy's, uh, mention us. Tell them about us. And tell them how how good uh, Ike and Dave are, even when it's early morning and Dave hasn't had scotch. Um, <laughs> tell, tell them we're fun. Uh, and share our podcast out there and uh, all the social media outlets and follow us. We're out there in all of them. And uh, make sure whatever your favorite podcast platform is that you subscribe to us and set your alerts and your auto downloads and everything else so that you don't miss anything we do. And that uh, so you can wake up on the days of release and be like, oh, look at that. It's like Christmas, Christmas every day or every week when Ike and Dave drop into your inbox or or not your inbox. When (laughs) Ike and Dave drop into your podcast platform, we are we are not sliding into anybody's DMs. I'm telling you that now. That's right. No, no. And um. I, again, I don't know what I'm even talking about anyway. It is early and I'm rambling. So just sub- just subscribe, right? That's just right. follow us so that you don't miss anything. Uh, but give us some feedback on social media on, on what it is, you know, whether it be our horror hot take, whether it be our review of the movie, uh, whether it be the trivia game that we played on Halloween, whatever it is, uh, we enjoy conversation and feedback. So find us on social media and, and give us some feedback and let us know what you think. And if it's appropriate on the podcast platform that you listen to us, make sure you give us a rating and review. Because that helps us in those algorithms, algorithms, and um, helps spread the word of, of Ike and Dave and our split personalities and uh, <laughs> whatever else there is. So, all right, uh, we don't know what we're doing next episode yet. We we don't we don't have a movie picked. 
So nope. when when we decide, when we look at the real the, whatever's coming out, uh, if there's anything there, uh, we're kind of holding because of the you know what the the monthly announcements by uh, Shutter and Screenbox of what they're putting out. Yeah. We're kind of leaving it open till the first of the month uh, because while this podcast is released on November second, we're recording it prior to the uh, the f- first of the month when they release the information. But when we know what we're doing, we'll announce it on social media. So there's another reason to follow us. Uh, and uh, and if there's nothing that is out there, then, hey, we'll probably dive into the archives and, and review a classic movie. We haven't done that in a while. So we maybe haven't. maybe it'll work out. This is the time. And, uh, you know, so there you go. So anyway, in closing, Weekend at Bernie's is a fun movie, but it's creepy. Subscribe to us on social media. Uh, follow uh, and subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform. Um, Ike and Dave are still entertaining in the morning, but just in a different way. That's right. Um, and Dave is a huge proponent that uh, the world should be accepting of scotch for breakfast because I think it's a good thing, especially when I had to record a podcast episode. And that's that. And, that um, is that. And, and don't be an asshole and be toxic. True. There you go. I've summarized the entire episode for you. I don't know why I did that. But we're going to get out of here because I feel like even though it's still early, I need a nap. <laughs> so, before we close out, Ike, anything else you want to add? Only thing I can say is, I always come back. Yes, but next time we come back, it'll be later in the evening with some alcohol involved. That's right. I I, I should be careful because people are going to start getting alarmed. Like, is Dave an alcoholic? <laughs> he's a functioning alcoholic. Does, guys. Don't does, worry. Don't does, does, does he have problems? Because he's talking about how early it is, and he wants he wants scotch. So, should we be concerned? No, no, no. I do enjoy scotch, but I'm just, I'm just, just joking. Just kidding, guys. He's just kidding. Easy. Easy. Woo. Anyway, let's get out of here. So, have fun. Watch some movies. We'll be back next week with something. There you go. And wherever you go, whatever you do, be good, be safe, and have many pleasant nightmares.